What's going on, gamers? It's your boy, Diggs Gaming. Welcome back to All Functions Gaming News. And there's a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight. So we're going to start off with an update from the Activision Blizzard deal with Microsoft. According to the VideoGameChronicles.com, Microsoft is going to receive an antitrust warning from the EU. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that the EU is going to file a lawsuit like the FTC did, but they will acknowledge some issues that they are going to have with this purchase, this $70 billion purchase. Now, apparently, Microsoft was expected to offer remedies to the regulators of the EU to try to shorten the process. However, the EU does not want to do that until it sends out its charge sheet. We all know what's been going on since Microsoft announced that they were going to be purchasing Activision. There's this whole debate on whether it's good for gaming and whether it's taken away games from people or adding games. It, it really goes back and forth, whoever you ask. And it's no different than with the countries, because I know I think it was Brazil and Saudi Arabia that have already approved this deal. But with the FTC, and now it looks like the EU, they're going to have some concerns over this. We're not entirely sure when this deal is finally going to close. We were expecting it to close during the summer of this year, but it looks like that's not going to happen. We're just going to have to see what becomes of this. Ultimately, I think everybody should still expect this deal to close, but it looks like it's going to be for a little bit longer than we really expected. In addition to this, a U.S. judge in California turned down Microsoft's bid to freeze a private consumer's antitrust lawsuit over this deal. Now, this is different from the FTC's lawsuit. This was actually done with 10 plaintiffs that, in claims that are similar to the FTC, that this would harm competition in, in the video game industry, reducing consumer choice and raising its prices. And again, this just harbors back to everybody has something different to say about this. And of course, we're going to have people that think that this is not going to be good for gaming, that Microsoft is trying to basically create a monopoly in the video game industry. It, there's always going to be this debate about when this deal happened and if it does close, is it going to be good for gaming or not? And even when it does close, there's always going to be this debate until we really see the ramifications of this happening. We're not entirely sure because it's not closed yet. And we're not sure when it's going to close. Just want to give you guys that update. We'll be keeping you updated on the Microsoft Activision deal as we get more news. Also with Microsoft, one year after the announced purchase of Activision, they laid off 10,000 employees. Now, this is not just in the video game uh, department of Microsoft. It's the entire company. 10,000 employees over the entire company were laid off. And yes, that does include the video game division. And according to rumors, 343 was hit hard with these layoffs. And then there was also a report that they were taken off of the Halo project and we're not the lead on Halo anymore and we're just going to be a support studio for Halo. Well, 343 released a statement sta stating that Halo and Master Chief are here to stay. 343 Industries will continue to develop Halo now and in the future, including Epic Stories, Multiplayer, and more of what makes Halo great. And this is coming from the studio head. Thank God they cleared that up, because if they didn't clear that up right away, we would have been talking all about this. Now, we all know the controversy that 343 has had since basically what they've been doing with Halo Infinite. 
And I'm not going to get into whether I think 343 has been doing a good job with Halo or not because I don't play the game. I leave that up to Meliodas and JoJo. They're the fans of Halo. Back to the layoffs. I mean, 10,000 employees, that is a lot. But when you have a company as big as Microsoft, and again, this came a year after they announced that they were going to purchase Activision for $70 billion. I mean, this stuff just happens, especially in the time that we live in. It it just is going to happen. And yes, Microsoft did get some criticism, especially from some former developers that worked on Halo when the rumors came out that 343 was hit hard and that they were going to be taken off of Halo. Whether it's warranted or not, you knew it was going to happen as soon as it was announced that they were going to be laying off this many people. That is a lot of jobs that you are getting rid of. And once again, it wasn't just a video game division of Microsoft. It was over the entire Microsoft company. And it's a shame that all of these people lost their jobs. And hopefully they can bounce right back and get a new job right away. And I hope that does happen. But it, when you see this, it it really is sad when you hear stuff like this. And one more thing with 343. The creative director, Joseph Stedden, is going to be rejoining Xbox Publishing. So he's leaving the company to go back to Xbox Publishing. For those of you who don't know, he actually was at Xbox Publishing before, then left to join 343 to help out with Halo Infinite. And now he's back with Xbox Publishing. Kind of a little bit of flip-flopping with Stedden. Moving on, Lucid Games is going to be helping out Rare with Sea of Thieves. Lucid Games were the developers of Destruction All-Stars, which was a PlayStation 5 launch title. And they were originally the developers for the Twisted Metal reboot. However, apparently they were taken off of the project and that might have gone to Fire Sprite. Well, now they're helping out where we Sea of Thieves. And Sea of Thieves, I remember when it came out and a lot of people were a little disappointed because there wasn't a whole lot to do. But with the updates that Sea of Thieves has been getting, it's been making the game better. And it really has become a very good, very good game that I know a lot of people play. And I'm interested to see what Lucid Games is going to be helping out Rare with, with Sea of Thieves. This is going to be interesting with what comes out of this. Moving on, Black Myth Wukong has been delayed until summer of 2024. A new trailer was released, and we found out about the delay from there. Originally, this game was supposed to be coming out this year, but that is no longer the case. And it's probably not going to be the only game. Actually, I can pretty much guarantee it's not going to be the only game that gets delayed from this year to 2024. And it looks like this is the first game that we got the announcement about that it is not going to be releasing this year. Moving on, PlayStation released a video showing off the games that are going to be coming out in 2023. Now, these are not just the exclusives, the first party stuff. These are the games that are coming out, whether they be first party, third party, exclusive, non-exclusive. If it's coming out on PlayStation and it's a big title, it was in that video. You had Stellar Blade, of course, the Horizon DLC, of course, Spider-Man 2, of course, Resident Evil 4. There was Alone in the Dark and so many more. There was at least 20. I can't even name them all off the top of my head. It it really gets gamers excited when you see all these games that are going to be coming out this year. And Spider-Man 2 was on there. Insomniac, once again, is confident that they can get this game out this year in the fall. 
And I got to trust Insomniac because of what they've been able to do so far with this generation releasing Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and of course, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. At this point, I'm going to trust Insomniac when they say they can get this game out on time. Now, one game that was not on that list was Wolverine. Wolverine was announced at the same time as Spider-Man 2, and I'm not really sure why people assumed that it would be out in 2023. I expected it to be out no later than 2020, no earlier than 2024. Sorry. And I don't know where it got in people's heads that this was going to be a 2023 game, but it was not in that video, which pretty much confirms it's not coming out this year, which has which I think a lot of people should have expected because you already have Spider-Man 2 that's going to be coming out this year. It would have been tough for Insomniac to get two games out there. It doesn't matter that it's going to be two different teams working on this project. It, it would have been tough to get both of them out. And it does. It doesn't really make sense to put them both out this year. It does make sense to have Spider-Man 2 this year and then Wolverine either 2024 or 2025. We're not entirely sure when Wolverine's going to be coming out, but you can guarantee that's going to be a an anticipated game, a really, really anticipated game. Also from PlayStation, they have released the launch window lineup for the PlayStation VR 2. Now, these games, they're not all coming out on launch day. The launch window is basically the first few months that a new console, or in this case, uh, PlayStation VR 2, is going to be out. So there's true launch day titles, and then there's a launch window. Some games... We knew all about like Moss Book 2. We knew about Horizon Call of the Mountain. We knew about Resident Evil Village. We also found out that Gran Turismo 7, we knew that was getting a VR mode, but we weren't entirely sure whether that was going to be the full game or not. As it turns out, it was the full game. We are getting the full game of GT7. And for those that are really into VR, this is going to be right up their alley. If this is done right, this is going to be big for the PlayStation VR 2, I think, for Gran Turismo 7. It's such a great idea to do that. And I'm happy that they decided to put the whole game in here, not just like a VR mode where you're doing a few races. It's the entire game in VR. That's absolutely amazing. And this lineup is absolutely amazing as well. There's over 30 games listed in this lineup. Now, some of them are ports like Moss, but a lot of them are new games. And yeah, this is a great lineup for the PlayStation VR 2. And Sony is really doing a good job. Next up, we got a leaked image from Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League that may have just confirmed plans for live service elements in the game. Now, the post, which originated from 4chan, of course, it originated from 4chan, but that's not always trustworthy. However, the Video Game Chronicles was able to verify that, and it looks like there will be live service elements in the game, which includes a battle pass and possibly multiple currencies. Okay, this is interesting. Yeah, live service is hit or miss at this point, and I'm not entirely sure how this is going to go. If this is true... I know some people are going to be very upset about this and hopefully it doesn't overtake what should be an enjoyable game where you can play as a member of the Suicide Squad from Rocksteady who has been delivering some really good superhero games. Hopefully it works out, but I do have my doubts a little bit because we have seen what has happened 
when games try to include live service elements, the big one, of course, being Halo Infinite. I think we all know about its problems with the live service elements. Hopefully this goes well. Let's just hope it does. All I'm going to say on this. Next up, Crystal Dynamics has announced that they are no longer going to be supporting Avengers on September 30th, and the game will no longer be available for purchase. I think a lot of us expect this coming, especially after just what was a bad, bad launch for this game. And then even when we got some updates that were very good, like the Black Panther update, it just wasn't driving the interest in the Avengers it just wasn't a good idea from the start to have this be a live service game. It never should have been a live service game because Crystal Dynamics doesn't do live service games. They do single player games. There's a reason why the Tomb Raider reboot worked and this didn't. There's a reason why Guardians of the Galaxy was a much better game than the Avengers because Guardians of the Galaxy was a single player campaign from Idols Montreal. They did a great job with that. I, mean, I think Crystal Dynamics try their best, but they're just not a live service company. They just are not. And as we all know, Crystal Dynamics is working on a new Tomb Raider game with Amazon publishing that. Still interested to see what happens there. But as far as the Avengers, come September 30th, the game is going to be no longer available for purchase. And the last thing I wanted to talk about tonight, Skull and Bones. Yes, the pirate game from Ubisoft that just gets countless delays is no longer available for pre-order, and the pre-orders that did happen have been refunded. We just got the announcement that it's been delayed yet again. We don't know when the new release date is, but now you have to wonder if this game is just going to be canceled with this news that just came out. It is very concerning, because last time I did talk about uh, Ubisoft and how they were definitely in some trouble because the games that they released last year Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope and Just Dance 2023 just didn't live up to what they expected it to be sales wise. And now you have this from Skull and Bones. It is interesting, but in a bad way. I don't know what's going to happen with this game. With all that being said, that was the gaming news for Off Hunting this week. I'm Diggs Gaming, and I will see you guys next time.